This is Kari Gale. And this is Tony Critz. Welcome to the Pilgrim Lost Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. Okay, Kari. <laughs> How are you? Happy, happy uh, presidential inauguration week. That it is. <laughs> not so the beginning you expected. <laughs> oh, it's not. We're all holding our collective breath, aren't we? To see. Uh, I, yeah, I just hope. I just hope no one gets hurt. You know. Agreed. Agreed. But besides that, how are you? I'm good. And actually, today uh, we're celebrating my boyfriend Scott's birthday. Happy birthday! That's right. Scott. Happy birthday, Scott, from all of the Pilgrim Lost community. Um, everyone can sing in their own space, in their own language, whatever. <laughs> it's a sweet Scott. Yeah. We're glad you were born. Absolutely. So um, did you uh did you did you read my blog post? I, I did. I did. I I loved it. I really I did. Yeah. I I really I'm fascinated with this idea. And I mean, it's not a it's a challenging idea. It's not it's not a new idea, but as an adult in the adult life, the idea of play, thinking of the word play is something that we relegate to children most of the time. And I think adults have a very, very hard time engaging in play. And you spoke about that. I mean, that was the basis of your blog. And you, for those, for those folks who haven't read it, can you can just give a little, a little synopsis of the, of what inspired you to write it? Yeah, well, it's, so you and I, we, we have an editing schedule, you and I, because we're trying to do regular content for our community so that they know that um, they can, you know, they can see us on a, on a calendar basis, whatever. And so, you know, we do, we do a podcast and then we do a blog and the podcast blog every other week and we split up the blog and you do one, to one, and then I do the next one. And so it was my turn and you reminded me it was my turn. I was like, oh, you know, I'm just in the COVID, do, you know, doldrums. And I was like, I don't know what I want to write. And, um, you know, when I go walking, you know, several times a week, I always pass this lady in the park. There's this lady who I just, I, she, I used to walk by and I would just, honestly, I would laugh at her. It's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. I, I mean, but I would walk by and it's, it's all my arrogance, you know, cause Okay. So she's an older lady. She's a, she's this little, little tiny, you know, woman, you know, like 90 pounds or something. And she's, I'm guessing she's in her sixties and, um, and she runs up and down the basketball court and she just with, and again, this is where I'm, I'm just a terrible person. She has no form at all. She, she, clearly has never played actual basketball but she runs up and down the basketball court with a basketball chucking the basketball as hard as she can at the basketball hoop and it takes her whole body and she you would think if you were if you were itty bitty and you didn't know what you were doing that you would shoot the ball from like three feet away or from like five feet away with the right. hope that maybe it would go in one in ten times. But no, she chucks it from like the half court line or the three point line every time, and she chucks it like on a beeline, like it doesn't have any loft <laughs> any to arc. it at all. It's just thrown. She just and it and it 
it hits the rim and it bounces like a hundred feet in the other direction. And then she runs over and grabs it. She's a perpetual motion machine. She never stops. She runs around the court. And I just used to walk by and think, you know, in my arrogance, you know, this, you know, the silly old woman who doesn't know what she's doing and doesn't know how to shoot a basketball. It's so sad. You know, how you just then, that accent. <laughs> but then after seeing her three dozen, four dozen times, like she's there, I kid you not, almost every day I walk by. And sometimes I walk by at 10 o'clock in the morning and sometimes I walk by at one o'clock in the afternoon. And it doesn't matter, she's there, which makes me think she's there for hours a day running up and down the court and chucking the ball. And she, and now I'm just amazed. Like I, I stop and I have to watch her and go, you, you're like my hero, like her, the effervescence of her life to just be willing to run up and down this court and chuck. So anyway, I just started to write about her for the blog. I'm like, I'm just going to write about this lady. Cause she's sort of inspiring me right now. And as I'm writing about her, I realize that the thing that I love about her is this effervescence, this sort of, there's a love of life that I witness when I see her out there sort of, she's, she's living life, you know, in fourth gear, she's living life, you know, at 90, the 98 percentile she's living, you know, there's this beautiful playfulness about her. And that's what I ended up writing about and thinking about playfulness. And then I got to the end of the it got to the end of the blog and I just remembered that George Bernard Shaw quote, um, we don't, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And I was like, Oh, I'm growing right. old. <sighs> I don't play. <laughs> so anyway, that is a really long explanation. Oh, I've got another story I want to tell you. Yeah. I got another story I want to tell you at some point. We'll but. jump in. I, and I will come, we'll circle back to the idea of play. Cause I have a couple thoughts. Well, first, anything, any thoughts on that lady or any thoughts on, well, I, I think the thing that struck strikes me is that I, I come from this background where if you can't do something really, really well, when you first start out, don't do it at all. At, you and I, this is where, this is why we're friends because I'm totally programmed the same way. And so there's so much in my life that I can remember going back and starting and, and. And if I wasn't really adept at that skill set, you know, this, I think a, a lot back to sports, but the idea was if, if you can't do it pretty perfectly right away, then discard it. It's not, it's not worth doing. And the wisdom of growing older is realizing that's a crock of, you know what, and, right. and it has caused me to um, really limit myself in so many ways. And I love the fact that this woman, you know, she's not a basketball player, but she didn't let it stop her from enjoying that moment, enjoying running and being outside and, know. you know, and I, that's what strikes me about that story. And, and that relates back to this idea of play that we can play and we don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. we, we can let go of that for me being a three on the Enneagram that how people perceive me is so important. And I work every day to let go of that. And mm. I think if I engaged more in play and whether that's play in outdoor activities or art is a big thing for me, a huge thing where I, I won't try new mediums or perhaps I won't try a different discipline because I'm afraid of not being good enough. And if we can all 
look at that sort of new frontier with the idea of instead of, oh, I hope I'm really good at this, but the idea that oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm going to experiment, I'm going to adventure. I think that would be, for me, that would be life-changing if I could really get that to seep into my brain. Well, uh, I was, our friend Paula Gamble, who was on, Paula Gamble Grant, who was on our podcast a few months ago, um, she, I had dinner, I saw her a, a, like a month ago, and she's like, I was asking her about what she was going on in her life, and she said, I'm starting to paint. And I was like, you're not a, like, I know you, you're not a painter, you know, you whatever. And then I was like, oh my gosh. And she, and she framed it as some sort of like this creative something she was doing. And I was like, that's, and I kind of tried to started to kind of mock her a little bit about it. And then she said, no, I'm doing it not, not to make great art or even good art. I'm just doing it. Cause I'm just enjoying putting watercolors on the page. And so, I, as I told you, I, I got one of your one of your little travel paint kits from you. I, I I bought one from Kari for our community listening, and gave it to Paula because I just wanted to bless her. And this, you know, she's she's playing with watercolors just for fun, and she's like doing it every day or something, just a little bit of. And I don't have that gear. I just don't, and I wish I did. I need to find it because I. I don't tend to just like, I'm just going to try something for a while or whatever. Well, I, I actually am so excited about this idea of play and, um, and I have a story to even share about that. So yesterday I had, um, an online watercolor workshop, travel, it's, I actually would more call it a travel journal workshop, but we incorporate my art kits and watercolor and, and I had, um, if you want to <laughs> that's that right there'll be a march life. workshop if you want to join in march 20th this be the next workshop um and i had seven folks uh that joined me and uh, one of them being our friend troy mclaughlin oh yeah uh, yeah from uh the podcast this i believe this undivided life is that the name of it i can't remember I oh we love you troy we love <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what it's called um so go check him out but um the the exciting part of the workshop was I had seven folks that for the most part were maybe creative in other ways. Like we had a quilter. Um, we had someone who, you know, liked doing other types of creative um, mediums, but no one had really adventured into painting. And so these were seven beginning artists and, Fine. uh, it was awesome. So I took them through, you know, in the workshop, I take them through my, my art supplies, which are really simple and unintimidating. And, um, and then just sort of the steps that I use to create and capture imagery in my journal. And what was so fun is that I had response back right away after the workshop and people were really enjoying, um, we talked about being bold. We talked about learning how to kind of overcome that fear of that blank page and really play. And I use that word. And I actually use that word because of reading your blog, because I was, oh, I've been, nah, I've been thinking a lot about that and the idea of how we don't give ourselves permission to play. So I really incorporated that more this time in my, in my lessons. And, um, and it was super fun. And all seven people said they, they had really enjoyed doing something completely brand new to them. And I, I commend them because 
that's a, that's a, it's a brave thing to try something totally brand new. And again, if we can look at it with that idea of play rather than performance, then I think that, I think that you can expand that, expand your, um, the areas where you play. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. And I'm, I'm concerned for myself and I'm concerned for sort of society at large and, um, my friendships and my community because I think it's obvious to say that that the quarantine is has limited my creative imagination. Mm. I've, I've regressed into a much smaller life, uh, fewer variables, um, less risk. I mean, if I wanted, let's say, let's say I wanted to, I wanted to do some some pottery, you know, I was just say uh, that sounds like fun. It feels fun to squish my fingers around in, in mud and make a pot that I'll never use. That sounds like fun to me, you know? Um, well, where, 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 that, where the hell am I going to go to do that? I can't, I can't take a class at the community college down the street. I can't, there's nothing, you know, there's nowhere to go. I don't even know where I would buy clay right now if I wanted to, you know, it's like crap. It's just, yeah. it's really sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. Or, you know, if I want to take a dance class, um, I've, I, I'm a terrible dancer. I've, I've avoided dancing my whole life. Or um, if you and I, which we've done in the past several times, if we wanted to go karaoke, which is a place where I play, like I love yes. oh. just, just to be a goof and sing some song and, you know, and bop around, you know, on the stage and just be a, to be silly you know i i do love being silly but i don't get to do it very often and and i'm a i'm i'm a pathetically serious person <laughs> you uh, are very serious i i hate i hate that i hate that that's my reg my natural regression is into you know, yeah yeah let's, let's let's think about things <laughs> you know and um and i wish you know one of the things i wish more than anything else Mm. Is that my phone would ring with offers to play? Mm. You know what I mean? That a friend, because I don't think my playful imagination is is that that's my best gear, the best muscle inside my brain, my playful imagination. But if somebody was just like, "Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play pinball this afternoon. You want to come?" Like if people would call and I'm just. It never occurred to me to go play pinball, but what could be more fun than pinball? I mean, you don't have to have any skill set. It's two buttons, you know, and <laughs> it's, it's great. But uh, my phone, my phone rings when people have problems they want to talk about, you know, when they have philosophical questions they want to ponder or yeah, when their lives are falling apart tends to be when my phone rings. And um, I just wish I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I would like to play. I like, I like the idea of play. I, it's interesting to, to have this feedback from these folks in, in the workshop and um, look at art from their perspective and their filter and sort of try to, try to bring that perspective into my own thinking because art for me tends to get serious sometimes. And right. when I go back to the Camino and where I really started journal art, it was this joy. It was this delight. It was play. Mm -hmm. And uh, over time, as I've done it for longer and longer, it has become this more serious 
how do I, even, even to the point where I'm, I'm worried about, you know, how do I monetize? How do I do these things? And to, to further it in some way, like this pressure from, from the world, from social media, what are you doing? How are you, how are you making your mark with your art? And um, really, I, that was never my intention. The intention was to delight in what was in front of me. And we talk about that all the time here on Pilgrim Lost is how do we, how are we more present in the moment? And that was the whole point of art for me to begin with. And so it's really, really good for me to teach people who haven't, who are at the very beginning of that process and remember why I started it in the first place. And, and hopefully, um, in, you know, regression, we think about regression as bad, but in this, in this particular case, it would be good that I would regress back to my original mindset and be able to hold on to that so that I have that joy and that delight in the process of creating rather than, again, that all too tempting performance of how people see me or see my art. Yeah. I was just sitting here thinking um, that I think a lot of my problem around play is this idea of a playful imagination mm. that I've uh, back to that uh, George Bernard Shaw quote, you know, we don't, we don't stop playing because we grow old, we grow old because we stop playing. And um, I think as I've, as I'm growing old, um, I've, I've stopped that I've stopped playing, you know, that um, in that, that side of me, because, you know, you think back to your college days or when you're in your twenties and the propensity for goofiness was unbelievable. The joy of, you know, running around at two o'clock in the morning and just <laughs> yeah. climbing a tree or whatever, you know, just the, the stuff that, and it was so fun, you know, and I've sort of, I've lost that gear that I just wonder if, um, if what I need to do is I need to open up like a, like a note in my, in my iPhone and just, just title it like play ideas and because one of the problems is, is I don't have the antenna. I don't have a play antenna. So like when I see somebody, something like I'm watching a television show and someone does something, I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. I, I don't, rec I don't, rem I don't rec record that thing to go. I should try that sometime. I just skip over it because my mind's not looking for play the way that right. maybe if I was thinking about if something came on that was like an idea that I wanted to research, like I, I remember that, but playfulness is not, so maybe I just need to start to keep uh here's some things, you know, try these things sometime when you're out and about. Well, what do you think? Yes. I, I think that's a good idea. I think just you, I just had this, the, this phrase came in my mind, like a play, a play radar, a playfulness radar that you're, yeah. you know, that you, it has to be completely for us, I think, and for most adults, really intentional. I think parents with young children um, have a better play radar because they're immersed in it. Like yesterday, uh, Scott's family came over to celebrate his birthday and Scott's daughter and her cousins were there and they had some birthday balloons. And oh my gosh, the game that ensued with some of the kids were upstairs and some of them were down below the stairs with just balloons. It was... <laughs> It was hysterical and it was loud and there was so much laughing and so much goofiness and so much giggling. So I think um, that that idea of having that radar, you know, if we can start to tune it up a little bit and have it be 
more adept at, at, you know, picking up those ideas. Cause I I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not looking for them. And so when there is those moments of wanting to play, I've sort of at a loss, um, you know, obviously <laughs> you and I are very similar in the ways of, of, of doing that. Um, you know, I do believe for me, my playfulness really came out a lot in, in, in karaoke, obviously. And I love to go out dancing and, yeah. and even though we can do some of these things at home, it's so different. I feel like I was talking to Scott about this the other day, the person that I am, when I go dancing, there's something that releases in me. And I'm, I don't even, a lot of times I don't even go dancing with friends. I just go to be in the crowd and have that energy that's vibrating through everybody. And I love it. And there's this absolute playfulness, I think for me, that comes out when I'm dancing and we don't have that. And even I can dance in my house all I want, which is great, but there's something different about being in community and playing. And so, um, you know, I definitely think that, like you said, we're in the doldrums. I love that phrase, by the way, the co the COVID doldrums. I definitely feel like that's where we are. Mm. Um, that noting that, marking that, um, and then trying to find some ways within the context of this of this lockdown that we're in to to maybe do something different. So. Because clearly, I don't think we're going to go be out dancing anytime soon in a group. But yeah, I was, uh, I was yesterday, day before yesterday, day before yesterday, I was listening to Cuban music and mm. just dancing all by myself. And it, it was, it was like I woke up because I was just, I, my hips were all over the place. <laughs> I was just like, having so much fun and it just was Cuban. It was cause I know I never listened to Cuban music and something about it, oh. you know, it like clicked me into like another gear that I don't naturally go to. Cause my, it's like my soul was like, Oh, this is new. Like mm. we don't hear this kind of music that often. Let's, you know, let's jump into that. And uh, so I thought that was, that was, that was kind of playful. I have that image in my mind right now. It's making <laughs> was, me laugh. I'm not laughing. At I was you. just in my chair. I was just in my chair going. And I was like, you know, the horns like. And I was like, oh man, I was going. I was. Okay. So here's your challenge, Tony. Here's my challenge to you. Next time you have to get up out of your chair. Okay. Okay. Hopefully I'm in public when it happens then. Um, I hope I'm somewhere near you. I, I mean, even if we're six feet away, I, I, I really want to see that. Um, I'm actually literally thinking right now that with your bubble, like we should have COVID bubble dance parties. Uh, just like Zoom, like get a bunch of people Zooming. Yeah. Same music at the same time. And I mean, it's not it's not what we really want, but maybe it's close to it. I, I think that would be really fun. I think we should have a COVID a COVID dance party. Let's throw on that Cuban music. All right. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set that up with your wife because I know she misses dancing because she's my dancing buddy. I know. I and know. When, when I do bring someone dancing, it's your wife and we haven't been dancing. I mean, gosh, it's been, you know, even longer than COVID just because of crazy life things. All right. But you, you set up the, uh, do you, pro do you promise to like not, list. not sit in your chair and dance? And we'll open the computer up in the kitchen where we've got a nice big space to dance and, uh, we'll join you. Okay. Jeez, that'll be the, <laughs> <laughs> it will be epic, Tony. Epic. 
So um, another story I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had something happen that. So I've I've lived in Oregon all my life. I've been out in nature on one level or another my whole life in Oregon. Yeah. And I saw something this week I've never seen before. I, it is. Was I, it out kayaking? I was kayaking. I went out. I've, I hadn't been kayaking like two months because the weather's been so bad. But we had that one really beautiful day. Yeah. It got, it got like into 60-ish. Yeah. So put my kayak in. I ended up just being like a t-shirt and out on the water. It was fantastic. The water's really high because of all the rain. It looked it looked beautiful that photo that you put on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know it's it's a little weird because um, obviously there's no foliage, you know, because it's right. the winter. But I'm out. I'm paddling through the wetlands, and um, I'm I'm paddling, and there's this red wing hawk oh. that I see up in this tree, and you know I probably see a red wing hawk almost every time I go kayaking. So that's okay. up to me. But I see it. I see it up in this tree, and it's really beautiful. And because there's no foliage, it just it's really striking and stands out. And so I'm paddling towards it in the sort of S curve through the wetlands. And as I'm paddling towards it, it like birds wildlife does it, it flies away. It, it jumps off the tree and it flies like 200 yards and it, and it sets into another tree. So I turn my boat and I'm kind of going along the shore so I can get an angle to see this red wing hawk. And while I'm paddling on the shore, there's this, I feel motion. I'm like, you know, eight feet off the bank and I feel motion off to my right. And I've never, I've never seen this before, but I look over to my right and there's, there's a beaver at full sprint right what? along the, the, the bank. I've, I mean, I've seen beaver in the water. I've seen beaver like jump into a, like a, a hole or a warren, but I've never seen one run and it's running right along the edge of the, of the, the wetlands there on the bank, full sprint. <laughs> I didn't like even know beavers. Could really I didn't know run. they could run. I didn't know, but he's running along right along the side of my boat. I'm like, this is amazing. So he's bopping through the high grass. And then um, he gets to the very tree where the red wing hawk is up. And as he gets to the tree, he disappears. He disappears back into the grass and I can't see him anymore. So I keep paddling slowly, just hoping that, just hoping he'll reappear. And I don't see him and or her, I guess it could have been a her. And uh, so I just keep paddling and like looking. And then all of a sudden about 10 feet off the front of my boat, right off the, right off the bank, the beaver launches out into the air. No way. Flies out in front of my boat, <laughs> hits the water in a full dive, and disappears under the water. And it was so funny. And when it was in the air, it was full spread eagle. Just wow. Like, and then, boom, hits the water. It was fantastic. Um, He sounds like he was playing. <laughs> it might have been playing. And I was certainly playing in the moment. That's so. amazing. I've never, ever heard, I've never known any, I mean, I didn't, you think about them with their little tiny legs, like, could they really <laughs> yeah. run? Yeah, well, yeah. That, and was it fast? He was fast. He sure. Should, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Was like, like, like a dog, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, how small fun. Dog. <laughs> 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 anyway, so that was, that was one. That's amazing. Playful experience I had this week, which was great. Nice. Okay, I'm um I'm sitting here uh while we've been talking I put in something like 
how can adults play more? I've just put it into, into the Google. Into the machine. Into the Google. And I, I was led to a website called Always Well Within by Sandra Paula. Sandra Paula. She's a writer and a mindfulness teacher. And she wrote this article on play, which is really quite lovely. And um, she lists 37 ways that adults can play or 37 ideas, fun activities. Very cool. 37. We'll have to, we'll have to put that on the, on the resources for the, for the pod today. So yeah, it's just, you know, it's just kind of goofy things. One of them is eating ice cream, which sounds, that does, that sounds like fun. Oh yes. How about an ice cream fight? That sounds like even more fun. Okay. So when the very first day that I met Scott Stoddard, Lauren, we, um, I believe it was the first or the second time. I'm, I'm thinking it was the first time, but uh, I met her. We had lunch. At that time, she was 10. She's 12 now. And uh, we went back to Scott's, Scott's place and they, they had some games planned. And I don't, I have, I have a niece and two nephews, but I don't get to see them very often. Um, so I'm not super, super... Uh, hip to the play jive. So we go to the apartment and the first thing that we do is we have a silly string war. <laughs> Perfect. And it was really funny because it was just the three of us, but we sat around a table and we had to write down um, like an idea, like something, something that we had done. So for example, I wrote down that I had just been to Peru the year before. And so I wrote down that I had climbed a, a mountain in Peru. And the funny thing was I knew Scott had done the same thing. <laughs> so you put down something that you, you did and then the person will, the other person would pick something up and, you know, it's actually a lot better with more people, but we just had three of us. And so Lauren would pick up a little piece of paper and she would read it. And then she would pelt the person with silly string as to who she thought it was. And so, um, and it was just fun because we learned more about each other, but that, that particular one was really funny because I knew that Scott had also done that and she knew that, but she didn't know that about me. So she completely like doused Scott with silly string, even though it was my, <laughs> it was my, it was my little piece of paper. But, um, about, I don't know, a year later, we, we were still finding silly string <laughs> like on the walls and under the chairs, but I had never had a silly string fight before. And it was super fun. And it, you know, it was, for me, it was something I'd never done, but would love to do again. And then right after that, you know, we, we made a fort in the living room, all three of us with the pillows with, we tipped over the couch and, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I haven't made a fort in a million years. The cushion fort is an all-time classic, right? And, and you, you, everyone has the tools that they need to play in that regard. So, um, that's great. Yeah. So good, good play things. Maybe those are on, on, um, on the list that you just found. Yeah. Uh, walking barefoot outside. I love that idea. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cold. Yeah. Running around a butterfly in the garden. Not sure how you run around a butterfly, but yeah. Well, I'll have to look at that list and maybe, maybe I can um, do my blog based on some ideas that, that she proposes. Well, um, let's, uh, let's, let's report next week about, 
about uh, play. Okay. Our, our, our playlist. Our, oh, that's very cool. Our playlist. See, it's like, it's like a play on words. <laughs> you are so clever. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Wow. The bar has gone this low today. <laughs> well, hopefully there was something in this. I'm, I'm inspired to play. I'm not I sure. Too. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's something literally every person could use, especially now. So maybe I'll put on some Cuban music and go for a walk. One thing I did want to say is if our community, if you're out there and you're enjoying our conversations and you've gotten something from this, these, you know, these interactions with our guests, we do have a Patreon account and we'd love for you to, to support us. So if that's something that you can do, um, jump on our website. The links are on there on Instagram and um, we'd love your support to be able to continue to create this content and to continue to have these really goofy conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment, share, and respond.